when your sexual relationship isn't good on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I am thrilled to be joined by Brad Bigney, actually one of the most personally encouraging people I've ever known, and I'm grateful for you. Uh, I'm very thankful that he is a member of ACBC. He is the pastor of Grace Fellowship Church, and he is here this week to help us think about the issue of sexuality in marriage, and particularly how to think about it when your sexual relationship with your spouse is not going well. As we start on this issue, we want to get started on the right foot, and that means we need to talk about the goodness of sex in marriage. Sometimes it's easy to talk about problems with sex and the trouble and what we're against, but tell us what the Bible has to say about the goodness of sex in marriage. Yeah, I think just like any issue in life, Heath, that's essential, and it's it's shocking and disappointing and surprising, but we need to recognize it how often Christians don't have the framework of the Bible, of things being good and the basis. And so if it starts off not even have the right framework of it being good to begin with, chances of it being good in a marriage mm. or personally played out is is not likely to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I find ask questions, and always just like in so many issues, Genesis is the place to go to understand what God has done and it's good. Mm-hmm. Our enemy Satan rarely... C- comes up with some new wicked thing. He loves to take God's good gifts and just twist them. Mm. And so that's the same way that with our sexuality. Sex is good. Uh, intimacy in marriage is good. And there's dozens of perversions of that. Uh, but that's where we want to start. It's yeah. good. God thought of it. He gave it to us. That's our starting point. Good. So sex isn't bad. But here's the thing. Even when in marriage, you don't have a sexual problem. Even when your sexual relationship is fine, I have found over the years that many couples find it very challenging to talk about sex. Why is it hard for couples who are doing it to talk about it? Well, you know, let's be honest. It's, we can say that. And I do say that to Mm -hmm. to couples. I'm like, there's no way this is going to get better without talking. Why Mm -hmm. do you think this would get better? And I'll say to them, you got to talk about your finances. You've got to have a discussion to make sure you're on the same page. You've got to talk about parenting, or this is never going to start to get better. And on this area, couples often just hope it will get better mm. in silence. But I think what it boils down to, Heath, is there's still a measure of you're not talking about the checkbook, and it's apart from you. Mm-hmm. The kids, it's so personal. Yeah. Because so often there are preferences. There's things yeah. someone is doing or not doing. There's awkwardness with their own body. Mm-hmm. There's shame. There's a lot of reasons that make this a lot harder to talk about. And yet at the same time, I don't want to back off altogether and say, oh, don't talk. Right. But I will say you have to be careful. And so I say this a lot, but here, here this would be so important. Go asking questions, mm-hmm. not making accusations. Okay. Too often conversations, whether it's finances, parenting, or sex, but very often with sex, the conversation begins in frustration. Yeah. When someone finally says, you always, or you never, and why can't you just, and it's been building, but it's being framed and delivered as an accusation, not a question. Like, honey, could I get your help on something? Yeah. Could we talk? And... I think I would have my wife's permission. I got to be honest. She said, "Honey, please be careful. Please be careful on this." And uh, 
But I want people to know we've been married. We just celebrated 31 years, and we have a wonderful uh, sex life and intimacy, but we have had dozens of conversations that are some of our most awkward. I will say it. So even recently, I began to, to start a conversation with her about something related to our sexual relationship, and it was much more awkward than, hey, on the budget, we're going over in. Can right. I talk? Can I get your help here? I'll have conversations with her about the money. And you, how many kids. years have y'all been married? Thirty-one. Yeah. And it's just so personal. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for the person to not hear you talking about them. Yeah. You're not talking about a subject. It's them. Yeah. It's personal. Right. And uh, and it ended well, but it took a little. Uh, you know, I had to be careful and. There was tension. I could feel it. She could feel it. Mm -hmm. And it ended well. And we've got, you know, a history of decades of trusting each other. Yeah. But it's still not easy. But it's worth it. Yeah. Well, let's let's zoom in on that because there's going to be people listening to this and they're going to go, okay, it's good. We need to talk about it. Okay. But here's the deal. I'm aware of this problem. It could be whatever in the world the problems are. It could be something's not working. It could be a preference thing. Right. Whatever the problem is, they're aware of a problem in their sexual relationship. They're listening to you. They think, I'd like to talk to my spouse about it, but I don't even know how to do that. Now, you said one thing. You said, hey, go in asking questions. Mm-hmm. What else would you say for somebody listening to this right now and they don't even know how to start that conversation? Right. I think that... Uh I, I hope they already noticed the phrase that I used, and we use it on all kinds of issues. Honey, could I get your help on something? Mm-hmm. It diffuses, and the person isn't on guard, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in trouble. So start there, but uh, begin to ask them, you know, what do you think about our physical intimacy? How are you feeling about our sexual relationship? What would you want me to know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how could... How do you think this could be better? Or, or what do you think? Do you mm-hmm. think it's good? You know, just begin to ask questions that show you're not just most concerned about your agenda. If they feel like you have an agenda mm-hmm. and there's just some things you want to press, that's probably not going to go as well mm-hmm. as couching it in. We are married and we have a relationship and our physical in- intimacy is part of this. How do you feel like it's going? Mm-hmm. And so you want to show not just in manipulation. Let me throw you a bone. And act like I'd like to know what you're thinking. I really have three things I want you to know what I'm thinking. Yeah. So you've got to be honest. But I really feel like there is a need, uh, Heath, to say perhaps, how do you think we're doing as a couple? Yeah. Period. Because I do think it's worth noting. I know you do a lot of counseling. I've done decades of counseling <laughs> now. S- the sexual relationship I've almost never found to be the real problem. Yeah. But the first casualty of a marriage yeah. who has some pro- that has some problems. And so I do want to caution, especially men. I find that men very often very much want the sexual relationship to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, not always, sorry guys, to stereotype a little bit, not always aren't as concerned about the rest of the relationship. Yeah. Communication, goals, oneness, helping with the kids. And so, you know... A sex problem sometimes, if he's saying, "Well, I wish she was more responsive," or "I wish this," can be related to a marriage problem. Yeah. So don't jump right in by buying some sex technique book and saying, "Honey, I'd like us to try some of this. Let's let's spice things up." Perhaps first would be asking questions about the marriage. Yeah. How do you feel like we're doing? Where do you think we are as a couple? 
house. And here's the thing I would press for guys that are listening. Your wife, here's my goal with Vicky. My goal is not to have a fantastic sexual relationship. Though as a guy, I would desire that. But I've learned, and I think it's biblical, and it's more of a correct goal. My goal is to help Vicky to believe that I am one of the safest places in the world for her. That she's safe with me. Mm. That she's cared for with me. That that she doesn't need to fear anything with me. I love her. I cherish her. That's good. Good sex is a result of a woman resting in someone's love so that they can completely give themselves mm. with no reservation. I, I don't know if that's making sense. That's, gr- that's wonderful. It's really not a technique book. But your wife, my goal is to be the safest place in the world for her. Okay. So you got a guy out there listening. He's going, okay, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm going to go. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to her. And so, hey, babe, could I have your help with something? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about our sexual relationship? Just as a for instance, what do you think about the frequency? Yeah. And let's say he's trying to get at, you know, maybe they're, the frequency is a little off from his perspective. It's maybe yeah. once or twice a month, and he'd like to kick that up a few notches. Yeah. And they get into the conversation, and he realizes she's pushing back really, really hard about this and is offended, and she mm-hmm. thought everything was great, and now she finds out it's not. And so now here he is. He's trying to do it. She responded the way she responded. He's tempted to, like, should I sue for peace because – what I'm getting is better than what I might get if yeah. if this keeps going south. How should a person, whatever the for instance is, when they try to do it right and it goes south, mm-hmm. what do you do then? We need to just take it the next step. Well, I don't think there's one right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of variations of what might be going on with the couple. But you know, if we want to frame it biblically, and I hope everyone listening does. Philippians 2 still really, even though it doesn't have the marriage word in it, 2, 1 to 4, frames it up with consider the needs of others more than yourself. Mm-hmm. Look out for the interests of others. Prefer. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think the thing to do would just be press on. Okay. You've sensed fear or you've sensed a significant pushback. You want to begin to ask questions yeah. and allow it to be diverted away from sex to maybe whatever the thing is or the area of the marriage that she would say, well, really... You know, what about? I just feel like we're not on the same page. I just feel like I... So whatever it might be, it's it's not uncommon for a woman to be thinking more holistically about the marriage mm. and for a guy to go right after one segment, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for a woman. It's, it's kind of all or nothing. Now, I want to caution the ladies. I tell the, I say this when I teach and I say it when I counsel. This cannot, the other ditch to fall into, ladies, is it cannot become until this marriage is all it's supposed to be on every level, there won't be a lot of sex. Yeah. Because that's, that's my hesitation when I hear this phrase used sex was meant to be the icing on the cake of a great mm-hmm. marriage. True. But if you have this notion of until this cake is wonderful, we're not going to ice it. Yeah. That's not biblical. Right. So often, I hope this doesn't sound crass or offensive to some people, just like anything, you get better at something by doing it. Yeah. So regular physical intimacy, preferring each other and spending time together intimately, yeah. you learn each other and you can get better. That's great. Just like we've gotten better by sitting down, even though there's tension. Vicky, Vicky's first re- response is to get tense when I say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute about the budget? <laughs> She'd yeah. rather just, no. <laughs> but things have gotten better as we've talked 
and understood each other and worked together. Same is true with the sexual relationship. But I hope, I hope this doesn't sound like, oh, what a horrible idea. But when we had young kids and we had five of them, just the thought of just randomly saying, guessing every night, is this a good night for sex? That seemed to be a source of massive frustration. So we just sat down and had a conversation and talked through the week. Well, this is counseling night. I get home late. This is small group night. Consider her preferences. She was homeschooling at the time. What were the heavy days, light days? And we picked sex days. Okay. And she knew it, and I knew it. Yeah. And, and there was a back and forth. Uh, even right now, I'm smiling because it's like I'm saying, like, there's seven days in the week. Well, I, let's at least make it more than half. I, I, was, I was pressing for four. She was saying two. Uh, I think we landed on three. Okay. And, but, but you know what? We both knew. Now, she's still here. here you're going to like this. She still some, often forgot. I never forgot. Yeah. I mean, when my alarm went off on sex day, I woke up like a kid on Christmas and I would just think, it's sex day. And as I was having hard meetings, I would think, I don't care. I'm having sex tonight. Yeah. Whatever happened that day, it was like, and so, you know, that night I'd get in the bedroom, start throwing clothes off, and she'd look at me like, what? And then, and then she'd say, oh, oh, yeah. And she'd start. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it was sex day. Yeah. And because she said, I need some time to get, sure, to think about this and to get my head around this. And it's just hard when you're surprised. Yeah. And she's like, oh, <laughs> oh really tonight? Oh, oh, and I'm, oh, well, let's remove the surprise. And so that's that right. So even planning ahead, and we've moved away from it now that the kids are older. Yeah, but we still have to. We still have considerations because you know, as a woman, she she needs to know that nobody's walking in. And so, news alert for those of you that have little kids and think, oh, one day when the kids are older, we'll we'll just have sex. When no, <laughs> now they drive, they come in and out at odd hours. They, you oh, never know if they're sleeping or coming or going. Yeah. And I'm like, my word, can we ever just freely have wild sex ever? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, are there a couple of resources that you would recommend? A couple of books that you'd say? Uh yeah. So the ones that I really push with people is is cj mahaney's sex romance and the glory of god it's written to men and it's short yeah it's good and it's very good he has a phrase in there he repeats men before you touch your body touch your heart yeah before you touch your body touch your heart and then his wife carolyn has one chapter at the back where she speaks to women who struggle to you know really give them get into it get Mm -hmm. excited about this uh, my go-to book still with all our couples that we do premarital is Ed Wheat's Intended for Pleasure. It's mm-hmm. hard to beat. He was a medical doctor and a biblical counselor. There's a chapter on sex during pregnancy, a chapter on on uh, problems you can face, biological, you know, a- anatomical yeah. problems you might face, sex older in life. It's just a great resource. And uh, probably with ladies who struggle maybe with a past of abuse or an abortion or things that might cause them to struggle in this area, Linda Dillow's book, Intimate Issues for Ladies. I've handed that out and had good. Honestly, the little paperback by Dr. Bob Smith, just biblical principles of sex, 75 pages, no diagrams. (laughs) But where we started, Heath, to your point, people don't have a biblical framework. I've had more than one woman come back in counseling and say, Brad, that helped me so much. They always say, mm. I learned something. Wow. And it's just all the scripture. It's everything the scripture has to say about biblical sexuality, how it's good. 
You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you would like more information about the ministry of Brad Bigney, you can find him at graceky.org. And if you'd like more information about ACBC, you can find us at biblicalcounseling.com.